We love your shirt. No Jumper, Coolest Podcast. No Jumper, Coolest Podcast. I'm here with Mod Son. How you living, my guy? Greatest day of my entire life. How many days have you been sober? 170. That's crazy, bro. On the dot today. I, I fucking nearly like teared up last night watching the video. Really? Yeah, it was honestly like very fucking moving because to be honest, it just, I don't know. I always looked at you and kind of like just assumed that you really were the thing that you were projecting yeah. to be. Yeah. And it was just very like moving to realize like how much pain there was behind that. I love that. Yeah. I've had a great reaction from that. And I was honestly really scared about losing a lot of people, mm. you know, especially like people that support me and people that listen to my music. So I was like, fuck, like, how are they going to take hearing like what you just said? Mm. Like knowing that there was like this whole other thing going on. And um, I was like ready to have that kind of like quote unquote backfire. Um, mm. Right. And uh, but there's like so much power in that part of YouTube that I saw, which was like people being honest about their shit, because like it, it it's really hard for me to to not be unfiltered. So I really love that you can just like sit and talk to a camera like that. And it was really hard. So to, there's a lot of people doing that. Yeah. Because after I watched yeah. your video last night, I noticed that earlier when I was on YouTube that it was recommending me some video from a guy I never even heard of, like yeah. how I quit heroin yeah. and shit. So I, I guess that that makes a lot of sense that that's kind of a thing there's that people a, are really drawn towards hearing. Because yeah. everybody can relate to it. Even if you're not on heroin, they can relate to being addicted to something. It's really crazy just to see the transparency of people because like there, there's a whole side of YouTube that's so fucking fake. You know mm. what I'm saying? That you just know. You're just like, oh, this is so like such a setup. Low gang. Shout out <laughs> my boys in the Paul family. I fuck with y'all. Shout out you guys making money. I so totally disagree with that because I really believe that Jake Paul and Tanner are deeply in love. Right? You know, nah, well, I think it might be I think they're growing in love, honestly. They like actually hang out now. I mean, <laughs> if the only thing you care about in the entire world is is fame, then Yeah. You're gonna love the person I, I who was, can help bro, give you the most fame. Bro, right? what what there I mean, yo, okay. The stigma on social media like kind of happened to me. It's like it, it, I feel like it is real. Like there's a fucking mental illness with that shit. Right, because that like you, I guess that's true. Like you are the definition of someone who is creating an image of a lifestyle on social media, and that you felt like you had to continue to keep fulfilling it, be in this party. Oh boy. yeah, oh yeah. And then there was like that whole the the whole last year of my life was like there was like a very public moment. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And. Like the transparency that people are starting to to come out with, like vulnerability, bro. I've always looked up to that so much, and I felt like I wasn't being vulnerable ever because, mm. like, you know, you know, like the first thing you asked me, how are you doing today? Like, I still am that person that's like, this is the greatest day of my life, right? Because I don't want to be dead. Period. Mm. I don't want to be dead. Like, you know what I'm saying? And uh, there was like a long time where I was really, really, really afraid of death because of how I was living. You know, mm. like I was really, I was, I was feeling shame. Like every time I did a fucking line of Coke, bro, I felt shame. Right. Because that's kind of the weird thing is that you are apparently doing so much of this, but yeah. I, I mean, I was always looking at you, like assuming you probably did drugs, but I never like explicitly had a conversation with you about it. And it's not like you were like that guy who was talking about doing Coke in your exactly. music specifically, exactly. you know, you, you were putting out this party image. But you weren't being honest about the fact that this energy that you had was from a different source. Exactly. I wasn't, I was, I was shameful of it, bro. And like, <clears throat> I got addicted to cocaine the first time I did it. Yeah. You know I what I'm saying? Say that. Literally the first time I did it, I was like, holy shit, that's the one 
that's like the one for me like you know mm-hmm. and and as time goes on like the amount that you do of that will fucking kill you like it will especially now where there's all this shit being mixed like bro it's scary it's mm. really scary so like i'm at the point now where i'm i'm actually finally like kind of scared of of doing the drug again mm. you know what i'm saying like i fucking miss doing drugs so much bro really i fucking miss it i mean everything you watch on tv especially now it's like yo bro i had to pick up so many new hobbies like to to remain like focused because you you were putting so much time and energy into being a drug addict for a long time it was literally i didn't think that i could record and like the the reason to record music was because i could do a bunch of drugs right and um i always see people get into that mind state where it's it's the it's it's the van gogh's ear syndrome bro. at first you just like drinking lean and we can get into that later because Mm -hmm. that, that comes up later in your story but like at first you just like drinking lean and then it becomes like oh no i need this to work yeah and then all of a sudden that fucks up everything in your creative cycle and you think that you're gonna be the last person to do that Mm. you think that you're like no i got control over this shit you know i'm not gonna be like that like like i have addiction past in my you know it goes through my bloodline with addictions to things and i was so aware of that that i was like that's never gonna be me Mm. and uh it's like the van gogh's ear syndrome like i was talking like you know every artist feels like they need to be tortured Right. You feel like you need to cut off your fucking ear. No one wants to buy my art while I'm alive. They're only going to appreciate me when I'm dead, blah, blah, blah. Right. Like you get into this mindset. And, and I feel like no matter what artist you are, you honestly, you, you want them. You almost want to feel like their like their sympathy. Right. You want them to be worried about you. I think everyone in this world, I think it's a human condition that you kind of want people to worry about you. Uh-huh. You know, you want to say it's all good and that and this and that. But then there's also like that crutch that you're just like. It's so easy to be like, yo, I feel like fucking shit right now. Right. And want sympathy. And I think that's that's what I was holding on to for so long was that like I felt like because I write books and I write poetry that I was like letting out a little bit of that realness there. Right. And keeping my music so, you know, it sounds like you're on a beach, write about being on a beach. Like that was my one-sided artist stigma was right. I was kind of doing everything very unrelatable you know i was talking about this life which is like the best thing i've ever done is spread the word that like when someone says how are you doing today you say this is the greatest fucking day of your life Uh right and then now i'm spreading the word that like yeah because you're not dead but like i'm not 170 days sober i'm really sober today right it's like uh, that's what i'm learning in in stuff like aa is like you can't hold on to this thing like i'm I'm different than you because I'm 170 days sober. It's like, bro, I could fuck that all up right now. Mm-hmm. I could go outside right now and fuck all that up. And like, I'm, th- I think about that all day. Right. I really do, and I'm, tr- I'm trying to distance myself from it. And like, you know, hobbies and, and, uh, and like, bro, I got, I got, I jumped right out of drug addiction into sex addiction. Really? Right out of it. Re- right out the gate. Did d- you were fucking people that you just knew from your prior life, or just, just straight up, just just needing needing someone around and then like yo like if i mean okay when you have a fucking orgasm that's like that's a that's a drug just something else to chase it's a drug it's like the it's a high it's a Mm -hmm. high right so it's like like i jumped from one addiction to another and i immediately like like i had to like basically like swear off fucking having sex for a while and shit and be like i can't fucking just jump from this to that and like 
be caught in this whirlwind of chasing shit. Yeah. Did you, when you decide, let me ask you that. What was the rock bottom? What made you really like, I need to do this? And you went as far as to go to rehab right away or did you try to do it yourself? <clears throat> no, I didn't go to, re I've, been, I've been to rehab before. I didn't oh, go to okay. rehab this time. Um, but uh, I went on an eight day bender, right? I tried two different drugs that I've never fucked with. Heroin? No, no. Okay. I didn't Math? do that. No, no. Um, <laughs> Psychedelics? No, uh, well, I was on, so I was on a cocktail of drugs. I was on like five different drugs. Right. And uh, like, I never fucked with, I'll, I'll say one of them because one of them's not like that terrible. One of them was ketamine. I really don't fuck with like ketamine. I've never really like done that. But one of, that was on that trip. Like I was just, just trying like, everything. That just keeps getting bigger and bigger in LA now. Huh? Bro, isn't that weird? I mean, I just hear about it more and isn't more. Isn't that weird? And, and you know, and I just, just so you know, I'm like a year or two like removed from when I used to be like going out and partying and doing coke and shit. Yeah. Like I haven't done it. Like there was like a like this past year I haven't done it all, and the year before that I did it like once or twice. So Congrats, I feel, and bro. and now I just like don't even drink at all. It's like I'm very much feel like removed from that. So when I hear about people finding new ways to totally fuck themselves up, it's kind of fascinating. And I I saw a lot of myself I guess in the video that you that you made and stuff. Like I never got far enough to have to do this like super difficult breakup with mm -hmm. the drugs that i was fucking around with mm -hmm. but very much like i kind of still came to the same conclusions that like you definitely did, i can't bro. you keep, definitely did like i'm not being the best person i can be i'm not going to be able to hold on to what i have right now if i keep doing this shit one beautiful thing about your past and your journey is that you've been pretty upfront about it oh yeah very genuine about it so i think we've all seen and like yo you know you know what i do i i, I definitely don't want to be this like preacher of fucking sobriety and shit like that so i i really do look up to someone like you just said like you've been a year like removed from that shit mm. at the minimum and you're not like pushing that and like you know it's become a part of my story and and i know that people want to follow that journey mm. but i'm trying really hard to not be a preacher with this shit because you're like a kid looking at all these stars rock stars that you're looking up to and you're very much like wanting to you know, sort of make your life as interesting. Like I know, I know you enough to know that like you're you were a kid wanting to be a great artist, a great rock star, etc. And of course, you're looking at fucking Jimi Hendrix and Jim yep. Morrison and all these motherfuckers. You have a million people, and it's like as a kid, you have that short sort of short sighted vision where you're like, I want to make my life complicated and messy. You use the word chaotic a lot. Yep. You're like, I want to because otherwise, what are you singing about? Yep. You know, if you're going through the worst things, you want to get your heart broken, you want to get addicted to shit, you want to get strung out yeah. because then you got something to talk about. Honestly. But if you were really paying attention to the actual long-term career trajectories, it's like, oh, all these guys died young. Mm -hmm. Or, I mean, in a rare case, you got somebody like Lemmy who, like, shockingly was able to keep it going for right. all those years. Right. But, I mean, still, he died before he had to. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And and I think that's, yo, like, like, I really do be praying for the artists that have passed away. You know, I started, I actually, be, you know, it's funny how getting clean will work and like just me like finding faith like i was very anti-god anti-religion uh -huh. i've always been taught like there's two things you don't talk about in public you don't talk about politics you don't talk about religion and shit like mm -hmm. that and i was very anti-religious safe that was, advice that was very, in 2019 very rude of me let me turn that off oh, that's, um, that's quite right. but like you know one of the other things is like i think what's what's working best for me is that like all of this talking you know, I, I do therapy sessions. I do this AA shit where they fucking call you. They, you don't want to talk. They just point to you and say, get the fuck up here. You have to talk. Like, And like, I do all this stuff and it's, it's actually, bro, it's actually really, really helping. And I'd love to just be not the person saying, yo, stop doing drugs. Stop drinking. Not, I don't, I don't, I really don't 
think that these things are you know gonna kill everyone right mm. like i'm not look i i need to go out to parties and be around people drinking mm. i can't be that kid that's just like sitting in my room sober and i was doing that and bro like this shit will kill you it's like you can turn all of these things that you love into what the drug does right. you know and like i just want to be that person that's like telling people like bro like give yourself a chance at having a future because how you feel now like you will feel so proud getting through the turmoil and you'll realize that like there is no greatness without a struggle. And like what I thought were my struggles have all turned out to just just be beautiful things. And like my life turning around and being better, you know what I'm saying? Like I've really gotten better. Like I have, I really try to have a relationship with people now. Like I actually care about people in this room. I care about you. I care about the people that live with me. Like I actually care now. And I didn't give a fuck about anyone before. Mm. Like my ego was so on overdrive and I wasn't a piece of shit. Like I wasn't a bad person. I know the difference between right and wrong. Like if it was up to me, like I don't need rules. I don't need laws and that shit because like my instincts tell me what's right or wrong. right? Right. But like out here, it is so very, very easy to start looking up to someone that's not telling you the full story Mm. and like by me being out here telling everyone like be happy as fuck be happy like if they knew what was going on the whole time which i didn't tell them they'd say bro you're on fucking an eight ball of cocaine right now and you drank a bottle of whiskey yeah we get it you're happy (laughs) (laughs) right yeah we get it how you gonna feel at 5 a.m when you're by yourself Mm. And you're fucking slamming another bottle just to fall asleep. And now that you're like on the psycho. outside of it, you just look at it and you're like, how the fuck did I ever God. think that that was going to make me happier or better? <laughs> Dude, it's so funny because I, I do I do make it a point to go out. I try to go out once a week and still uh, be social. But like I see that 2 a.m. thing mm. hit and I see everyone looking like they're just starting their night, like just making their plans. And I'm like, motherfucker, like you just did the deed. You don't need to chase it anymore. Like, yo, this amazing thing. By the way, bro, you look fucking awesome on that cover. On Thank that you. magazine cover. <laughs> I appreciate bro, that. Bro, bro. <laughs> Shout go out to my girlfriend. It's like 90% yo. her, but I'm peeking out Nah, there. you look dope. You look dope. Um, I, heard, I heard this thing the other day, and it was Akon talking about Eminem's work um schedule and how he works Mm. and it totally flipped my mind and it was the opposite of what i thought it would be and it gives me it gave me a great example of what i think an artist should strive to do right now which is like akon was talking about how like he had a session with eminem and so he shows up at like 6 p.m thinking it's like a nighttime session Mm. and he's like yo what up and he's like i'm like i just left i just left but i'll be back tomorrow at 9 a.m he's like what the fuck like 9 a.m so he comes he gets there akon gets there at 9 a.m M's there at 9 a.m ready to go they start working on a verse he goes takes lunch they're in the middle of a verse it's 5 p.m hits on the dot M's like all right i'm out i'll see you tomorrow at 9 a.m and he's like what the fuck wow and he asked him he's like what's the deal with your work schedule and he's like bro i don't treat this like anything more than it should be right like this is a fucking job right this shit doesn't need to swallow you whole Mm. And as a, what I was thinking for so long was like the tortured artist thing. The like, yeah, 5 a.m. I'm going to be alone in my room. I'm going to be like crying into a microphone, slamming whiskey, doing drugs. And that's what's going to make you great. And you that's that? and that's the that's what artists do. Mm. They give up like, yo, you know, you're you. Let's say you're in a relationship and you're the girl calls. She's like, yo, it's 3 a.m. What's she doing? You're like, I'm working. I'm working. I'm working. It's like. 
I was doing that. I was like, fuck everything else. I'm an artist. That's all I am. And you think that by blowing up everything in your life and being that hardcore that you're really making things better. You think that like by alienating the people who love you because you care so much about your passion that you're somehow making yourself better. <laughs> Couldn't have said anything better. Well, I totally just relate to it in a, in a certain way too, where it's like- Cause you're a workaholic. Yeah, I think about like maybe- You're self-made bro. Four or five years ago, I had this girlfriend. She was so fucking sweet. She really loved me. And I remember I went on this trip for like two, three weeks and then I come home and she has like a normal job and shit. So she's not on my insane schedule where I can just mm -hmm. run around and do whatever. And she was like, really wanted to see me. I got back from this trip and I had scheduled interviews for like four or five <laughs> yeah. nights in a row. Yeah. And I was basically- She's like, schedule one with me, motherfucker. Right? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I could stop by and like, see you on your lunch break for a little bit but i got these podcasts and it's like i could have been a much more reasonable person and moved it around and stuff but it's like i really like when i look back at that i'm like you were such an asshole that you like really took it for granted how she cared about you i know and, and we thought and, that was right you know in our heads we were like you don't understand mm. you don't understand how how creativity works right that i need to be this hardcore artist in order to be what i'm trying to be but when i look at that it's like that was me wanting to be successful so bad that i felt like i needed to take things to an extreme you know bro and then guess what you do by doing that you take away the miracle take away your human relationships which are the hardest things it, to fucking form it, out here honestly any kind of relationship is is hard out here even with the motherfucking dog so mm -hmm. <laughs> even with with humans out here in hollywood it's crazy but like if you're trying to self-will all your miracles if you're like i'm this is this is my song it's gonna blow the fuck up take over and i'm gonna be on if you're trying to self-will miracles right you can say god the universe whatever you believe in i i have a feeling human condition wise we all kind of have a belief in something you're taking away the fun of the universe, bro. Mm. You're not supposed to be able to do all, put all the pieces together. So if you're like, I need to force this creativity out, force it, force it, force it, you're not leaving any room for a miracle. Mm. And like the universe or God wants to surprise you, wants to be like, you didn't see this coming. You didn't, you didn't try to make this happen yourself. You did everything you could, but you didn't force it to happen. And forever, I was self-willing everything. I was like, I'm in charge. I'm going to do it. And like at a certain point, I, for me, the beauty of it, a lot of it came from being more clear-headed, but like you just give up the fucking control. Mm. You just stop trying to control everything in your life. And like that's what's giving me some peace of mind is like, dude, the fucking music will be there tomorrow. Mm. The music will be there tomorrow. And that's like what that story said was he was like in the middle of a fucking verse and he's like, nope. Do you want to go to your fucking job and work overtime every fucking time you go to work for mm. nothing? And he just knows himself enough to know that he's an addict. And mm -hmm. it's like he could take it to that level. I didn't even think about that. You know? Right. He's an addict with the music shit he's... too. The same way he was an addict with drugs. I feel like he Eminem kind of knows Bro, that he's at even... risk of taking it too far. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I didn't even put that together. Yeah. You're totally right. That's why that probably clicked with me so much is that I was like jumping, you know, as soon as I switched from 
being addicted to one thing, it was like finding the next thing to get addicted to. And it's mm. like, it's like, I think that's part of that control thing. I think that's a big part of that control is wanting to control everything. Mm. And, um, and you know, the one great advice I can give is like, what changed me is like, like what really changed me is I was, I was feeling very bad for myself all the time, mm -hmm. like feeling pity for myself. You know what I'm saying? And it, it went from poor me, poor me, poor me, another drink, right? Every time. It was like, I'm feeling bad for myself. I'm going to run away from everything, get fucked up. And uh, and not running from shit actually, like, feels really good, bro. Mm -hmm. And what I, was, what I was starting to get on is that, like, my life started turning around and my career immediately, immediately is following suit. Really? Immediately. So, like, advice out there to artists. Like, because I know one of the great things that, that I love about what you do is that I would say 50% of your audience are a part of the industry. Uh -huh. Right? They want, they actively are watching this to learn. Yeah. You know? They're, they're not just, like, you know, feeling an importance to learn about people. They're learning about how to do this shit. Because I feel like your audience really is entrepreneurs and musicians and artists and all that. So it's like my one my one advice on that is like believe that if you focus not just solely on your art but you focus on yourself, you focus on treating other people right, you start praying for other people, not just say I want this, I want this, I want this. You start actually giving a shit. You know there's all these fires going on in California like I'd be praying for the animals. And the people, you know, obviously everyone involved, but like I'm praying for for everything involved. And I've never done that before. Mm. I might have been like, yo, like I feel you like, like that's horrible. But I've never been like actively taking time out of my day being like, yo, send a little <coughs> love their way instead of my way if you need to. You're feeling shit now in a way that you were just covering up for a long ass time, huh? Yeah, bro. I really am. That's I really crazy. am. That's wild. Yeah. Like. I mean, yeah, I always like just looked at you and thought this is the kind of dude who is the kind of dude that I apparently can't be, where I don't feel like I can go out and get drunk and do coke every night and fucking, or even occasionally and continue to function as a person. But you were kind of like living out that sort of like superhero Hollywood vibe. Like when you were talking about living on, on the strip in particular, mm -hmm. where you like completely just put yourself like in that element where you could just fucking walk out the door and be around Dude. a ton of other people who are actually getting fucked up in public and it's illegal. Like the professional people are getting fucked up. Because that is where they fucking congregate. That is where it happens, bro. <laughs> that is where it happens. I mean, yo, rest in peace to the sunset Jesus. Do you remember him? He died? He died. What? He died. And uh, <clears throat> yo, I used to walk up and down the strip with him twice, three times a week for hours hours just fucked up just walking he wasn't fucked up i would be fucked up he would be talking to me like he was jesus for real like telling me all this shit mod you gotta do this you gotta do that you gotta do this he was in one of my music videos he's a legend wow there was this guy that walked around sunset for fucking i don't know maybe 15 years dressed up as jesus look just like jesus crazy shit. how'd he die i don't know man but he was he was actually well off like dude was actually like really well off and just decided to like just walk around wow what a guy also, shout out mike posner for the walking around yeah yeah he's walking yeah yeah <laughs> shout out mike posner for real that's love that is crazy dude like so how like i just want to get a picture of like how bad your lifestyle yeah. actually yeah. got at a certain point you said you were buying a fucking eight ball every other day for seven yeah. years 
Yeah. I was doing the I was trying to do the math earlier. That is many hundreds of thousands of dollars. So much money. Yeah. So much fucking money. I mean, I could tell you how much I've saved right now just being 170 days here and it's like crazy. It's right. crazy cuz like the tracker like for anyone who's interested in this shit there's a thing called Sober Tool. You write in how much you think you were spending each day and uh and it keeps track for you and like yeah, well, here, here we. I didn't even get to to actually finish it. I didn't finish like what was the change, like, yeah, what yeah, was the, the moment. Yeah, like I was on this eight day bender, and um, I was alone in my house, and uh, I was past the point of return. And um, and this is when you're out. This is after your most recent relationship. This is right after okay, the so breakup. After and you're sort of so I was on yeah I was on that mode just like yo like I'm I'm, I'm out of here and and it was for the first time it was really on some like like I was bad bro like that that whole like relationship thing really really threw me into this fucking hurricane bro like for real I was feeling everything and. Uh, and I kind of wanted to fucking check out, bro. Really? Yeah. And I've never been like that before. And um, I'm very scared of that because that there's there's something in that mentality that also runs in my DNA. You mm. know what I'm saying? And like I'm I'm the type of person who's been trying to run from all the things that are inherently in me. You know? And uh, I wanted to check out, bro. And I uh, fucking did more. Uh, cocaine I've ever done in one little, one little go, and I fucking passed out, bro. I fucking straight up passed, passed out. out from doing coke. Yeah, like went down, came up, like fell backwards, woke up on my bathroom floor. Yeah, and and so that was that was it. That started it. Once I got up, once I got up from that floor, I went and I wrote a song, um, and I was like, I'm, I'm. I'm saying goodbye. Like, it sounds like a love song. It's called I Miss Getting High With You. And it sounds like I'm saying I miss getting high with someone. But it's like just saying, like, I miss my my best friends, like, you know, which was drugs. Mm. And so I basically, I woke up on my bathroom floor. I was alone at the time. And, uh, like, I didn't, I, you know, I don't have a recollection of exactly what happened. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, I just but you were blessed. sure? You were sure in that moment that you were done? Because I feel like everybody I, doesn't even believe themselves when they decide they want to get clean. See, oh. Yeah, well, like, it's like this, bro. It's like as soon as I, as soon as I basically, you know, it's kind of like this, bent over, come up, and I and I fall backwards. And um, that was like, I was sure I was done then, like really done. I was like, fuck, I just did it, you know, I'm done. And uh, and I was blessed I came out of it. And, and literally right then, um, I stopped, bro, right then. That was the last line of cocaine. That was the last sip of alcohol. You know, I still smoke weed. Oh. Um, I did a stint of like 30 days, or, or I'm sorry, like 20 days without smoking weed. I tried that. Um, but yeah, I, I literally right then, that was it right there. Right there I stopped because I knew, I knew what was, you know, next. And I felt blessed, bro. I felt really blessed to just get another chance because I was, I was actually for the first time just ready to feel sympathy, like ready to be like, it was on some like I told you so. It was like y'all are gonna miss me, uh -huh. right? It was like y'all are gonna miss me, and I told you so, right? And that's that was my mindset, and it was a horrible fucking place to be, bro, because it was constant pity, it was self pity, and it was like I'm so focused on a legacy 
that we've seen, you know what I'm saying? Recently, obviously with our brothers that passed recently, like in the music shit, like, you know, we've seen that. And, and that was, you know, obviously people have passed away over the years, but there was like a really, that was a fucked up time. You know, there's been a lot of like, you know, it was Mac Miller peep. Like it was a fucked up time. We lost motherfuckers young and it was just like, even specifically with drugs. Yes. 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 And and it was like, that's what I, that's what I grew up on is watching motherfuckers die at 27. Mm. Literally the people tattooing on my arm, they all fucking passed away at 27. Bob Dylan's the only person tatted on me. That's not fucking dead, you know? And, uh, but you're 16. That doesn't seem like the worst thing. Right. It seems kind of dramatic right. and romantic. It's romanticized as a motherfucker. Yeah. It's like how it's like how when you hear the Smiths, you like think of London as this like perfect place. You know right. what I'm saying? Like it's so romanticized to be that person. And uh and and seeing it, you know what I'm saying? Like I wanna I wanna feel like I learned something from mm-hmm. them and from from my brothers who passed recently. Like what are the physical symptoms like? of getting off alcohol and coke after doing it for that long because i bet at your body just must have been screaming out for it right yeah well i so i have i have a i went to the doctor and they were like yo you almost got a hole in your nose i was like no i do have a hole in my nose my i was septum's thinking that pierced. too i was thinking my seven se- years my of coke? Se- i was like my septum is pierced there is a hole in my nose he's like i'm not talking about that one Putting anything up He's your like, nose right, for seven years has got to fuck that thing up, right? I almost hit my, it was getting close to hitting my brain, bro. And that's death, you really? know? Yeah, so, like, I tarnished my nose completely. Um, uh, I, you know, it's fucked up to say, but I'll totally admit it. Like, I have a, uh, kind of like a body dysmorphia, but it's more with, like, picking at my face. Oh, okay. And, um, like, that's... That's kind of become a side effect. I feel like with doing so much cocaine, mm. is that I mean, my boys in this house, in this room that live with me, can tell you like I spend it's too much time in front of a mirror, like picking at my face, bro. And right. I fucked up parts of my skin. Like this is a scar. I, I, I hope it fucking goes away. Who knows? But that's one of the side effects that I got from from doing so much blow and being all like this and 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 fidgety. Um, with alcohol, I went through shakes really bad. Mm. Went through the shakes. Um, what did you do to try to get through? You just like honestly, sugar, up in bed? sugar, sugar, candy. Really, I don't know why, but that I heard a lot of people like kind of, you know, because I go to I go to AA meetings and I learn so much from that shit, bro. It's it's really really, it's really really like a holy thing. And uh, so yeah, that kind of you know, really the symptoms. Um, I think a lot of them will will kind of leave quickly. Mm. You know, the physical addiction and stuff will go. And then a lot of it's mental. And it's like reverse engineering everything that you were doing. Like, I literally, I think about cocaine a lot. Yeah, I think about drinking a lot. I was thinking the other night, I'm sitting in my bed. I'm like, man, fuck. Like, drinking's not that bad. Like, I can't <sighs> And Your I'm brain like, starts playing those tricks on you, even though you're like pretty far away from it. Sweats, bro. I mean, like, yo, the first, the first two, the first three weeks off alcohol is like heavy. Yeah. I mean, you lose a like I like I lost a lot of just body weight through just sweating. Oh, yeah. You're just carrying sweating. around a lot of fucking shit when you're just bro. drinking all the time, huh? Mm-hmm. And so, so, but but most of those those side effects and things are mostly just like mental, just. You know, a couple of the things are physical. And like I said, like, like the addiction created other 
addictions and um, things that you go to, but right. it's all very overcomable. You know what I'm saying? Like the harder the drug, the harder it fucking is. Let's mm-hmm. be real. You know, it really is. Um, but it's all very doable, especially if you don't try to do that shit alone. Right. You know? Who introduced you to lean? Because that was like the thing that you got into at the end. I guess maybe you don't. That that have is to say what the who, yeah, yeah yeah no not who yeah we both say that we're still not snitching. Um, you know what I'm saying? It was um that was that's a I feel like that's such a fucking rich person drug, bro. Oh, it is 100. percent That's why it was kind of crazy hearing you talk about how addictive it is. Because I'm like, man, I'm glad this guy didn't try heroin. Because mm-hmm. I've heard like real heroin addicts talk about how pussy lean is. Yeah. Like, it's oh yeah, just oh, yeah. not an efficient way to get this shit into your body. I'm you know? so so blessed that I didn't touch that shit because like my addictive personality. But like, I, I'm I'm fucking scared to die the needles. Thank God. Yeah. And like, and pills. You know, one of my friends passed away. When wow, I was in high school. Saving grace kind of too, huh? Yep. Because you probably could have got wrapped up in that real easy. Bro, I would have been... I mean, at th- dude, at this point, I wouldn't be here anymore if I tried pills when when people was doing pills. Like mm. like that, not not when people are doing pills. We know you're doing them now. But back when <laughs> I was in fucking high school, you know, my friend passed away from getting too relaxed. Mm. You know, it's hard to stop, stop working. Forgot to stop working. So, like, I just swore, swore him off then. And... uh and that was, yeah, that was a blessing. But, like, lean is such, it's looked at like such a. Like a fun, cool, light and drug, fluffy. Yeah. Like, you just, like, sip a little bit. And, uh, bro, that shit, that shit got me hard. Mm. I mean, that shit got me hard because I was, like, on some, like, rich kid shit. Like, fuck it. Like, I can drink a little bit or I could drink a bunch. You know what I'm saying? Because I have a bunch and I can just get more. And I guess it was working for me because it was making me feel all, fuck it, like, let's not even leave bed for two days, you know? Mm. <clears throat> and, yeah, that was the last one that really got me. And, like, there was there was probably, I want to say, Austin, what do you think, like a three-month stretch, four-month stretch? My boy my boy in this room, Lost in Vegas, who's who's been with me for a very long time, but since since I, that, that moment that I woke up on the bathroom floor, like, this guy in his room's name's Lost in Vegas. He's one of my artists. He hasn't like left my side. You mm. know what I'm saying? He's like kind of there to to make sure I I don't go that route. Make sure I talk every day. But yeah, there was like a three month stint of lean in my life, and it was like a constant three month. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It was constant. It wasn't like just like a little. It was constant. It was like everything I did, I was like full on in it. Mm. And. uh and he was the most worried about that one. I, I'll never forget. Like he looked at me when he he he, he would come in like, because I'm a fucking piece of shit sometimes. And he would come in to help me clean up my room because I was living in fucking hell. And uh, there'd be like six empty bottles of pints, you know, next to my bed. He'd just be like, bro, you can't do this. Yeah. You can't do this. That's scary shit. It's scary because it is fucking dope. Yeah. You know? Well, let me ask you this. Your last relationship that you were in was yeah. that... Was it a healthy relationship that you fucked up, or would you say that there was something like unhealthy that maybe you were kind of running away from? Oh, it was so fucking unhealthy. Okay, it was real love, like there was real love, very real love from my from. I want to say I want to say from her end, but I can't really speak for her. But like from my end, super real love, like ride till we die, love. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? She was so fucking young, is so fucking young, that had it been. Closer age-wise, she had lived a little more, 
done her thing a little more, we would probably go forever, mm. right? But just the fact of like the lifestyle that she lives, you know, I'm I'm not talking about personally, I'm talking about what she does career-wise. Like it, it it got it got it got to me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm a hard dude to play that like well, this is like the internet, this is real life. Mm. I, I don't really play that. I play like it's it's the same. And that's what's weird is that like even me as a grown man who knows you, I'm looking at Twitter and thinking like, damn, like that looks like such a great, like cool relationship. They seem like mm -hmm. they have like such a charmed existence. And mm -hmm. I'm just I'm like wondering, like a fan, like I wonder if they're just sitting around doing drugs all day. <laughs> but, yo, you know, yo, I'm not, you, like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna clear here. But then a think bit. about how those kids think about it. Like yeah. the fucking 14 year old girls that want to be like her and are just thinking that everything. Bro, so great and you know you know a lot what a lot of it is what a lot of it was i think is like just to clear the air about her too is like she she like smokes weed and drinks that's she like, didn't enable it okay. she wasn't an enabler no and not at all and it, especially huh? from blow right she was she she did she wasn't hating on me mm. she never did that shit mm. right See, I always just wonder, everybody in Hollywood, I just wonder, because it's like Bro, it's so crazy. likely was, that people are like low-key It was crazy. It was, it was crazy because, it was crazy because obviously when you see me pop up next to her on some fucking article, mm. Bro, I did not make her look like she didn't do drugs. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I did not make it seem like she didn't. And like, I wasn't trying to ever, there was never like a need to like change myself to like fit this lifestyle more, right? right? It was like, no, motherfucker, you're you, like do you. And 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 I was, but I think a lot of our shit got fucked up because I didn't make that situation look like some starlet, you know what I'm saying? At and a certain I think, point, she's got to start thinking about her career and be like, how is this? She's probably definitely and, got people telling her this yeah, doesn't look that, good. Bro, this. that's what I'm saying. It's like, as soon as you go into New York Fashion Week without me, motherfucker, I'm going to raise red flags. Like, Ooh. I am New York Fashion Week, bro. Like, <laughs> I want to go to that shit. Right. Don't you fucking go there without me. Did it get to, did it bother you or did it have any impact on the relationship? The fact that you know, you sort of are presenting like an image of a lifestyle. Like everybody is on Instagram and stuff. Did that ever become like a factor that there's expectations yeah. and people? Social media fucked up my head at that moment. Really? I mean, bro, like, like, yo, I'm going to be totally honest with this camera. Like I, like I should be and anyone should be when they come on here. But like I got around ultra fame and kind of became a fame whore. Mm. Just wanting it. Just being like, oh, I see how this works. Like. Oh, so you got to be like looking at your analytics and looking at when's the best time to post and then going and doing videos with these people because it'll go there and then and then fucking doing doing this type of shit, knowing what you're doing just so you can create an article and like paparazzi and like all this shit, bro. Mm. It really fucked with me to the point where I'm just starting to move on from like those numbers really affecting me. Because that could be like just business for somebody who's in the right state I of thought, mind. But for you, you were like you kind of got lost in it. Bro, I was thinking low-key. I was like, yo, not to sound like a scumbag, but low-key. I was like, shit, I started dating fucking Bella Thorne. I'm going to fucking explode on the internet then too, mm. right? And it's like, shit don't work like that. Do you look back at it and think like, damn, like, was I in a way particularly interested in dating this person because I'm subconsciously or ex ex uh, you know, expressively, I want that level of fame. I want to go past this level that I'm at. I mean, bro, I'm not, I'm I'm gonna kick it with you totally real. Like, I 
I 100% want to take my career to the next level and shit, always. Like, I really do, bro. I'm really, like, ready now more than ever, but I always wanted to go to the next level. And um, with that relationship type shit, like, you never saw me exploit it, right? Mm. Like, these girls were doing, you know, I was dating Tana and Belle at the same time. They was doing these articles, and, and I never spoke in one. You know what mm. I'm saying? But my name's thrown in all of them. I never used it. So like but that is that shit, just kind of understood being in that, that environment that it's like you're not no, supposed to talk to the no, you no, and shit? No, 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 fuck no. I don't want to ruin <laughs> that world for anyone out there who thinks it's one way, but fuck no. Okay, so there, there's this a constant is, communication uh, with the media. Hell yeah, okay. motherfucker, hell yeah. But like, but like what, what I'm trying to say is like, yes, in in my mind, I was like, oh, well, this will come, this will probably come with it. But I was 100% in love with that girl. And if I ever really wanted to like use that relationship at any point, I could have tried mm. to blow up more, post only pictures of me and her, get blah, 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 like do this and that. Like, yo. But she ended up accusing you of basically like talking to the press and sort of doing yeah. that exactly, yeah. right? Yeah. Did you actually do that or was that kind of? No. 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 Like, yo, the, so how that all started was like, it's, it's so shitty to talk about. But yeah, she, I had to call the cops on, on her for coming to my house. What? Yeah, and then that was that was in police records, and TMZ picks up stories like that shit. Mm. And then that started the whole fire. Mm. Was like, she was thinking that I did this shit on purpose, which I didn't. You know what I'm saying? I didn't do this shit on purpose. And then it, and then it turned into a war of like, you say one thing, and then I'm supposed to say one thing. And like at a certain point, bro, I had to like actually protect my reputation because mm. like I've I've been doing this for fucking. A long time, mm. like really been in this fucking game. I mean, bro, you you were talking about on your last podcast all these fucking bands that we used to know back in the fucking day. Mm. All of them, like we come from like the band world. Then then we see like how social media starts, and then like artists come out of the band world. And like I've been doing this for so long that at a certain point I had to start playing the game, mm. and I had to be like, okay, yo, she said that, then yeah, let's go. You know what I'm saying? And at that point, then I, then I was starting to talk to him and be like, yo, you want an interview for me? You want to talk to me for the first time in three years? Which you're, the first time in two years, but you've been using my name once a week? That relationship Let's was really go. three years? It was two years. Wow. It's two years long, yeah. Were and you it, seriously in a fucking thruple with Tana? Or was that yo, media at one At one point, there was like a very, very moment of time that it was real. Really? Like at the beginning, bro, I'm going to be honest with you, I did not fuck with Tana. Period. <laughs> period. I was like... Yo, this girl's trash. Like the way she like presents herself. She did some shit about G Easy, like this fucking like video talking shit about him and like all this shit. And I was like, yo, that's trash. Like I don't fuck with that. And, like that's also my see, homie. I could very much see coming from a certain world and yeah. not really like understanding Tana. That yeah. you, you would just see it and just be yo, like disgusted, bro, even though bro, like I bro, totally like was her. And get it she now. was also the dude, I love her now. <laughs> she was supposed to come over last night. Bro, I love her. I love her now to death. She's like, we we talk like she we're close, but like at the beginning, like that was the start of like real clickbait shit. Like for sure, at least like where I saw it, where it was like you write this fucked up title, talk about it, but don't even you loosely say something. You know what I'm saying? She will forever be known as the girl who got fucked with a toothbrush yeah, or whatever, exactly, you know? bro, exactly. because she just did that to the yeah. tune of like 10 million views, like yeah. just by saying that. That's what I'm saying. And she's yo, she's 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 very smart. So like I I didn't fuck with her at all, and I was kind of like bred to not fuck with her because it was like wait wait you want to split your time with me and her you're crazy and then it was like she didn't spend like any time with her and it was all with me and then me and tana because this whole 
Bro, we could get into this whole shit. Oh, I bet we could. We could get into this whole shit of how this whole shit started. It was crazy. And like, so then all of a sudden, Tana wants to make music. Ah. She wants to make music, like not like rapping music. She wants to make like some singing song and shit like that. And I'm like, all right, I got you. And then like Irv Gotti enters the picture. Mm. <laughs> and Irv Gotti's like, yo, which I just spoke to Irv Gotti for the first time this morning in like six months which is so crazy really so crazy shout yeah. out to irv Gotti. i would love to have you honestly on the show it would have been it would have been no shout to irv Gotti if i didn't talk to him earlier but we definitely like kicked it again bro we, we yeah i don't even remember the details but i remember hearing like irv Gotti bro, and bella thorne bro, doing a label together bro, or something what is it happening happened, and i was bro <laughs> i stopped i basically like put a pause on my son and was like fuck it i'm gonna build this label Irv's sitting here going, and like, look, like, my first album that I was ever obsessed with was DMX, Dark and Hell is Hot. Like, and Irv Gotti executive produced that. So, like, since I was a little kid, that was like my first CD. I've been reading the name Irv Gotti, uh -huh. you know? It's one of those things. And Irv Gotti's sitting here, like, yo, man, you're a fucking genius, bro. Like, cause I was producing and writing a lot of, a lot of the, the material. And, um, and uh, he's like, motherfucker, you a fucking genius. And like, I, we don't throw these words around, bro. And I'm not a fucking genius. I'm just a hard ass worker. But he's like, I ain't seen shit like this, blah, blah, blah. Uh -huh. We got to start this fucking label. We got to get Bella doing music, Tana doing music, this kid named Jimmy Bennett doing music, who used to be in all these movies. He's, he's right. a great artist. And like, and Mod, you're going to be like the Dre of this shit and do it. So I'm like forced to sit in a studio with Tana. And I fucking hate it. <laughs> and it's me and her. And it was me, her, and Bella at first. And Bella's like, all right, I got to go to a meeting. And I'm like, uh, uh, really? <laughs> so you had to just, you Yo, just were confronted with being around Tana and you had to yes. just sort of learn to like her? Yes. But hold on. Here's the thing. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Tana, what the fuck you want to do? Like, your shit, like Hefner, Hefner, whatever your fucking <laughs> song was. Like, I don't know what you want to do. I don't know what you want to do here. She's like, Yo, well, like that song you played with like the acoustic guitar, like I really liked it. I'm like, you want to make an acoustic song? All right, let's try it. And she tries to sing over the acoustic guitar part and she can't fucking do it. But she's hitting the notes. Right. But she can't do it. She, does, she didn't have rhythm yet. Uh -huh. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm like, yo, fuck it. Take off the headphones. Just go sit in the corner in front of the mic and sing those words. So she goes over, sits in the corner, and I fucking take the music. I take her vocal parts and I stretch them and I fucking... Fit him in perfect. And all of a sudden, it's like this natural, natural ability comes out of nowhere. Really? And she's got like this really amazing voice. Wow. And and I was just like, I'm I am attracted to and like turned on by talent completely. Like, whether or not like I think like talent is a thing or is a choice or not, like when people are just like not afraid to go for it. I fucking love that about people. And like, I'm the best in the studio with pulling out people's shit. Like, cause they'll be like, you know, sheltered. Like, Tana's sitting there, like, well, I'm like afraid to sing. And I'm like, la, la, la. <laughs> go like that. Like, I don't give a fuck what you sound like. Right. Just don't be scared. Like, shake it off. Like, let's go. Mm -hmm. And like, all of a sudden, like, I'm seeing this, I'm looking at her. I'm like, wow, you could, you could be a fucking star. Like you could do this. Like, but are you, you got are you describing right now you beginning to believe that Tana was a capable star and musician? Or are you describing yourself I, falling in love with that's her? That's when I that's when I kind of started like having a thing for her. But so and I at was that like, moment when you start to feel like that, are yeah. you like, oh my girlfriend's gonna fucking kill me? Or did you kind of like, know that this is something that might have been accepted? Yo, 
obviously it was like it was like supposed to be a thing but like the thing is too is like like okay there was there was a moment in time like bro when it was these studio nights because like tan is turned on by like talent and that shit too so like talent is a nice way of saying clout <laughs> she loves that shit um shout out to tanamondo we we love we love you yeah, I love um it. And so there was like all of a sudden this like connection where she's just like, oh my God, she's like the most talented person I've ever met, blah, 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 blah. And I love compliments, bro. Like, especially when it's from people that are like doing something like she's like, you know, popping. And like, here's the other thing is like, bro, like I don't like, I don't exploit any of these things. And like looking back, like, yo, we should have been making vlogs. Well, right. we're in the studio making this shit. Like, put me the fuck on. But you know that might have fucked it up, right? Of course. Yeah. Of course. So, like, you know, I'm playing it cool with all this shit. And then as as me me and Tana are kind of starting to, like, vibe with each other, we're actually making great songs. Like, mm. and, uh, and, and then business started to happen. Okay. Because then all of a sudden it was like, I was like, yo, boom, 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 boom. Let's go get this label deal. Let's go get this distro deal, blah, blah, blah. And like, as soon as business happened, that's when shit fell apart. Really? Why? Mm -hmm. Like Tana couldn't, Tana didn't want to accept well, the fucking smart. brutal contract, like Tana's what they were smart. probably trying to give her. Bingo. Mm. <laughs> Bingo. Because she's a YouTuber. She's Bingo. used to making 100% of her money. It's supposed to be the most baffling thing. Like I'm going to give this Yo. huge percentage Yo. to the label. Yeah. A hundred percent. Especially like Herb Gotti. I don't but know like, what percentage like Herb Gotti wants. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> you'll never know. He ain't fucking around, I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> you'll never know. This is a dude who made Ja Rule money. He ain't trying to come for some Facts. little tiny percentage Facts. point. You know? Facts. Herb is, a, Herb is a, a playmaker. I've never seen someone make plays... My boy in this room, Lodi, Lodi, he he make he makes some he makes some plays too quick, but like Irv Gotti can pick up the phone and get you a meeting. You know it. what I'm saying? Anywhere. And like that was like my first time seeing that. So like, but as soon as that business shit started, you know, he actually had a, a conversation with me one day. He was like, Bro, you've seen the artists that I work with. Like, I work with girls. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know how this goes. Like, you gotta be really careful, bro. Like, this shit's gonna there, there's a there's a, a ceiling on this. And I was like, shut the fuck up, bro. Me and this girl are married, motherfucker. Like, we're good to go. And he was just like, I'm just telling you this shit get blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, is that what you're going to do? But what was he warning you about? About just the fact that, like, you just need to that, have your business right, even if you're dating someone? Bro, and someone. I had, and, and I'm, I'm a sucker. I was I was a sucker, you know? I'm just a guy who likes to see, all, like, bro, if someone comes into the room when I'm making music, chances are I'm going to be like, you want to make some music too? Mm, I could I'm, see a, that. I'm a guy who likes to see other people shine. I really do. I like to pull things out of people. I like to see them do good. And uh, and that has caused me a lot of fucking turmoil. You know what I'm saying? It's very important to get your, uh, to do the most awkward thing, which is be like, yo, so What's the splits? let's do some splits here. Like, let's talk about it before you leave. And like, bro, honestly, talk. like there's so much shit that I, what, what I can say about all that is like, is like at this point now i've moved on great things are happening for me mm. like do i want to go to court about shit fuck no you gotta go to court there's there's all this shit bro what is she still your dog or something no no that, but do i want to do any of that shit no no. Let, 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 Shout out my dogs that I don't get to see no more, man. I fucking miss them for real. I we had a dog that. named Tampon. Really? That's yeah. So cool. And this dog, <laughs> she's like looking at me thing? like, why would like, you do that? That's not like a gross out thing. That's she like was a stuck feminist up. thing. She was a stuck up, <laughs> stuck up dog. <laughs> That's fucked up. I like a dad joke. That's fucked up. Well, let, me, wait, let me. This is my thing, though. Yeah. 
whenever I think about any sort of throuple thing with my girl, or yeah. if that were to ever end up happening to me, I'm I'm just assuming that it's just going to be like a sexual thing. Right. There That's kind of interesting to me that you're acting like you were kind of. It was, like, bro. It, it was feelings. Yo, and it was also like, yo, it was like on some sep- separatism shit. It was like. There was, like I said, there was a moment in time, like there was a moment in time where it was like going down, like it was about to go down type shit. And then it was like, I don't know. I think I might've been the only one that like was like down after a while. Right. <laughs> like it was it, low key. It was, it was put on. It it's was so on hard shit. for me to imagine because of the fact that like, okay, you're this boss ass bitch has got all this money and everything she needs in life. It's like, why would she then just want to start sharing her boyfriend with her friend? Like that just is sort of like a like strange plot revolutionary. twist, revolutionary, right? Yeah, it's it's very woke. It's very open minded. It's so fucking new, man. That's <laughs> like John and Yoko plus another one, dude. Yeah, no, it was it was on some. I I thought it, I thought it was at at a certain point. I saw the potential of it. I was like, yeah, there is no like famous three couple thing mm. it just is it, to me it's just never gonna work too because it's like I, that's what Tana, i said and she has me watching these polyamorous <laughs> tv shows and shit on hbo i'm like yo no all right i don't want to do this like this shit look weird as fuck to me and we're watching like no no watch like this is how it works i'm like that is not cool like these motherfuckers are fighting every you poor day guy you poor bastard Yo, having to have sex with multiple this, girls this what i'm okay. this what i'm saying though is like is like i never once was like man look at this like 31 year old dude i'm 32 now look at this 31 year old dude with two 21 year old girlfriends mm. i never did that who are both mega famous yeah. people in their own i never life. did that but that is if that is some rock star shit oh yeah that's way more rock star than all the cocaine yeah <laughs> <laughs> So much more rock stars. Especially hiding the cocaine. Yeah. Really, the cocaine for me would make it so that I wouldn't be having sex with anybody. Bro, oh my God, not me, bro. You you didn't have that issue ever? Marathons. Motherfucking marathons, bro. I swear, bro. I swear. It was like, but then that's that's what's funny too is I thought that I thought that shit was gonna get like worse after I wasn't all drunk and fucked up, but no, I'll be fucking putting in the good work. So is it hard for you now though to like manage the fact that people having sex is normal and that you're a sex addict apparently yeah yeah it's definitely well like it was it was a moment it was a moment i don't know if i am because i'm very able to be alone but i might have it might have had a lot to do with just not knowing how to be alone Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying but i felt like it was like a thing because like literally it might have just been because (laughs) my face was more places and there was a lot more girls that wanted to fucking hook up with me or something i don't know but there was like a stretch of like fucking you know, a month or so that it was just, it was out of control. It was yeah. out of control. And like, I've always, bro, I've always been, been, I've always been open for change, but I've never really put my, my full into like becoming a different person. This is like my first time, you know, and it, and it, it it's, it, it's feeling, it definitely doesn't feel normal, but it feels like there's a, a like horizon to this way of living. It feels so good. Like, cause I'm in that place right now where I feel like I'm 100% genuinely addicted to working out and eating healthy. Yeah. And I've never been so in the state of mind in my life. And it just feels so weird to have kind of turned that corner and to be addicted to doing things that are 100% positive for my overall mm-hmm. life, which is, that's a freaky feeling. What made for- that change for you? 
I mean, I guess it's just been gradual. Like I've been going on a personal trainer for a couple of years. And then over the past like six months, it's just sort of got more and more like focused on like, okay, if you're going to really be focused on your health and your fitness and everything, you need to actually fucking really do everything right. And it's mm-hmm. been just like great feeling, you know, I like, I'm still smoking hella weed. I'm still smoking hella spliffs. So I'm Me fucking tobacco too, out the ass, which is Me like, too. that's my one thing I'm holding on to. And there's a big part of me that wants to just stop, but it's like, man, that's my one thing I got going on. Th- that's what I'm having trouble with, bro. I'm like, what do you, everyone's like, yo, you want to live? You want to live? I'm like, what am I living for, motherfucker? Like, mm-hmm. I don't have something. Like, I can't keep trying to be holy, bro. That's the, that's the other thing about this is like, I'm not trying to be holy. I'm not trying to be like perfect. Like, yo, I'm flawed as a motherfucker now more than ever because like, I know, like I'm dealing with my past. One thing that I've realized is that if you don't live in the present, mm. um, if you don't live in the present, if you're not in the moment, uh, you will have to live your past in the future, mm. right? So me not being there for so long and being being out of my head has created this like thing now that I have to fucking deal with all this bullshit that I should have dealt with before, you know? I could have had these conversations with my father. I could have had these conversations with my mother. I could have... I could have tried to help out my sister. I could have, you know what I'm saying? And like, mm. shout out my fucking sister. She does my PR. She's my like guardian angel. She like helped raise me. Like my sister is a fucking angel. She's about to move out to California. I love you. Wow. Yeah. So you got to ultimately think that this is going to be good for your career, though. I mean, aside yes. from just the fact that you're going to probably be alive a lot longer, and yeah. for a while it seemed like you might be, weren't going to be alive for very long at all. There, yeah. huh? Yeah. But it's like you you got to know that like over time, people want to see you grow, and people are not going to be satisfied if you don't grow like the party boy thing it's like it definitely probably served you well for a long time but i feel like there's probably people are like just as interested in seeing you get your shit together you know yeah i'm interested for people to watch this this one and the last one and see because last time i was fucking bottle whiskey Definitely mm-hmm. fucked up. Like, bro, and our story about squashing <laughs> shit on that, that was hilarious. That is a classic that people Oh, girl go hit me to. up recently, too. And she's not, she doesn't hate me no more. She yeah, yeah. hated me, me after me too. that. Like, shout out to her for being super cool about that There shit, we go. Yeah. Oh, she's totally going to watch this. <laughs> plot. Yeah. Many plot No, shout out all. to her because that was what brought us together. Yeah. And it, but dude, man, like. Those huh. days. Think about you those days. I bet the, that I, was I, your, like, downtown L.A. Mm. Probably some guy taking a shit right outside the store. Crazy right fuck days, bro. I, I just think about that, those days of how I looked at you, and I remember just like thinking, like it's so tight that he's able to like live this way, but wondering how real it could be. Yeah, you know. And then when I think back about it, it's like I think I always kind of sensed that there was something that just wasn't really like right about how po- all the positivity it just felt sort of unsustainable right which is like the definition of that's what drugs and alcohol do they make you fun they make you have a good time but it's totally unsustainable it's unsustainable and like like i believe in the power of positivity 100 you know what i'm saying i believe in that um but i was really pushing um the first the first phase of of what i've come to know is my kind of story out here which is that like the law of attraction, the idea of mentality becoming reality, that'll take you very far. It'll mm. take you very far to believe in yourself, to wake up and be thinking positively about your future. It'll take you a long ways. Um, it won't get you across the finish line mm. by any means. And so these people that are teaching the secret and the law of attraction are telling you, you know, just fucking the juju, you know, just be, be good. It'll be good. It's like, bro, you're kind of not telling the whole story here. Mm. 
And that's where I was led into. I, I, I put a lot of it onto those ideologies of being like, yo, like mentality, reality, ma manifesting. And then it's like, but you take away the human experience. Right. And to take away, you know, I didn't say the word sad for 10 years. For 10 fucking years, I didn't say the word sad. It was like the most cannot use word that I had inside me. Mm. And never told anyone I was sad, never said the word sad. I would be fucking sad and someone would walk in and I'd be like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Mm. And, and it's just, that takes away from a lot of the human experiences, mm. which is just. You gotta live the highs and the lows. You gotta feel it. Exactly, bro. And I just released a brand new song called Uppers and Downers. Mm. And which is about, it's like, it's about meeting in the middle, you know? And it's like <clears throat> being able to deal with the the highs and lows. I feel like Quincy Jones said this great thing that was like, if you spend enough time in the valleys, the peaks will start to take care of themselves. And I feel like I'm thoroughly in the valleys right now. Right. And, um, and I was looking at what I thought was the peak for so long and... Um, and it wasn't, man. It wasn't. It just wasn't. I was wrong for a lot, a lot of, a lot of times in my career, in my life, I've been wrong. You know what I'm saying? Let me ask you this: Does it help a lot knowing that there are probably a lot of people now who are looking at you like they're so proud of you and they're so happy for you, and knowing how let down they would all be if you fucked it up tomorrow? Yeah, I feel like I feel very fortunate for that, and I also feel like I owe them a lot. Mm -hmm. Like I, like on this next tour that I'm doing. I don't think that I should be doing paid meet and greets. I feel like I should be doing that for fucking free. Really? Because you were so fucked up on all the ones you did before? Because I was so fucked up, bro. Wow. And they were paying me hundreds of dollars to come and say hi to me, and I wasn't even fucking there. Wow. And I feel like that was fucked up of me. And like I said, I've been wrong. I'm so open to being wrong. I thought I was right about everything, bro. And I wasn't, bro. It brought me to a very fucked up place. You know what I'm saying? This social media shit will get you in your head. This ego shit will get you in your head. This these famous girls will get you in your head. Like all this shit really, really affects you. And and if you just try to go about it with not dealing with it, you're gonna have to live it in your future. So it's like now is the best time, you know. And and like, bro, like we're on fucking no jumper. Like there's nothing more I'd want to do than to be here and talk about like, yeah, man, I was just with Dicker and I was doing that and blah blah blah, and I got new music and all that. But it's like, bro, this is important. This is important. And I know that there's someone out there watching. I absolutely know 100% there's someone out there watching that needs a boost, that needs someone to say like, yo, you have this forever now. You can pull it up and watch and know that like, yo, what you're going through, I, I, I was thoroughly there. I'm doing better. You can get better. You can all fucking go to the promised land that you want to get to, but it takes, it takes a drive. It takes not wanting to do it by yourself. I would love to read that in the comments. It's my, one of my favorite things to hear uh, is, 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 I would just hope that like, there'd be some people watching this who could look at both of us and be like, damn, like they were in varying levels of fucked up in this, but we were at different points in our lives that like, we've just gotten a lot better over yes. the past year, yes. a couple of years. That's amazing. That's like, it is, it, hope, I hope that motivates people, you know? I think it thoroughly will. I think it comes off as real and authentic because it's like, look, whoever's out there dealing dealing with whatever they're dealing with, like, there's no nerd shit about this. I thought being sober was nerdy. I mm. thought talking about shit like this was fucking square. I thought all this shit, I thought, I thought <laughs> saying I'm not going to hang out with girls for a month. Like, I, that sounds like nerdy to me, but bro, this shit... It's it's really just saying the word mental health and all that shit feels gross to me. But it's like, bro, we're in a weird time where 
everything is being thrown at us so fast. And the one thing that we can control is like how we emote and relate to other people. And like this real life shit that we're doing, like I hope that this can serve as just like, it doesn't matter. You don't have to stop today. You don't mm. have to say, fuck this life I'm living and all that shit and change. But like, look, like it's going to happen. It's right there. You're not stuck where you're at. <laughs> you're not That's stuck. That's the most important thing. A lot you're of people feel like they eat, wake up and eat McDonald's every day and they got to keep eating McDonald's for the rest of their life and that they can't get, that they just can't make a change. And it's like, I think that's the most important thing is just to know that like whatever kind of habits you got, they're in your own control. And, and that's, that's such a great point. And like, like we would be sad if you died, but we're very sad if you just tell us about what you're going through, you're going to get the sympathy that you want. And a lot of people are stuck in a place where they just want sympathy. And it's like, fucking do what I did. Open up your camera on your laptop, post a video talking about all the true shit in your life and clean. Like, that's what they talk about in AAs. They talk about clean house. Mm. Okay. You got a clean house. Like step nine in the steps is you got to go to every single person in person. If it won't cause you bodily harm, you have to in person, go to them and apologize for what you did to them. And like, dude, that's life. Mm. Clean house. Start. You can start fresh. Apologize. Forgive yourself. Forgive the people that hurt you. Apologize. This shit is so beautiful. It's like, it's it's so much more fun than being an egomaniac. It's so much more fun than just being like, I'm a fucking star. Like, notice me. It's like, yo, well, this star just had a real human moment and just apologized to me. Like, bro, I'm I'm getting ready to start stuff. I have to fucking fly around the country. And to say sorry to people? Yeah. Wow. Hell yeah. And I'm so excited to do it. I'm excited to do it. I'm excited to feel like I like I'm not holding on to this shit. And I think the best first step that you guys can make if anyone out there is and if you're not dealing with drugs, if you're dealing with just trauma, if you're dealing with shit that happened to you when you're a kid, turn on the fucking computer and film yourself talking about it and posting it. Cause like I, I promise you, I don't know why it works like that, but it does. It fucking does. It works. And you know, of course there's 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 a moment of fright for being so sensitive or all that shit but like bro i'll cry right now i'll cry right now in front of all of you like i i am so happy to be here i'm also so sorry for who i was i'm also just like ecstatic to still be given opportunities i'm happy for my future i'm happy that that this can lead to whatever it can lead to man just be open just believe in yourself make a change today that's beautiful yeah <laughs> Can I ask you one more question? Yes, please, please. Are you still a Claremont twin? Ah, I just talked to her. <laughs> I love sh Shannon. Is a, Shannon is an angel, yo? Were, she. Are you guys dating, I, or were you dating? There was, there was a. I fucked it up. Really? I fucked it up. Yeah. Was this during the sober part of your existence? Yeah, it yeah, was, huh? Yeah. She. Yeah. She went to fuck with me if I wasn't sober. Right. I. I just know. We've had conversations about it. I was like, yo, this is who I was. By the way, she was like. Ugh. Yeah, because I was wondering. I'm like, she doesn't seem like she's getting fucked up. I wonder what she thinks about that. No, no, she. Out. Yeah, I've never actually seen her do a drug, nothing like that. She's um, dude, she's fucking awesome. If I can do one thing good in this interview, it would just be like, yo, shout out to that time that we had in my life because she she's fucking awesome. And, um, and free the other one. Yo, free Shanae for real. Mm. Honestly, I love I love those girls. 
I actually haven't met her sister, but I love <laughs> Shannon. I love Shannon. She's special, but yeah, I fucked that up. But yeah. but we'll probably have we have we could have a future together. We work good together. And yeah. she's fucking hot as shit. Are you just wait, damn, I bet you were all up in that. God damn, that's crazy. Honestly, I'm lucky. I'm lucky. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it right now. I'm a I would lucky pay boy. for that porno movie, bro. I'm a lucky boy, bro. I'm Slide a lucky boy. Slide the revenge porn. Send yo, yo, don't shoot no pornos I'm, on your phone, bro. No? Why you got your shit hacked? Just don't do it. Trust me. <laughs> just trust me. Don't do it. Really? Don't Damn. do it. That's interesting. Don't fucking do it. Just don't. Just don't get buy a VHS. That's what I do. Mm. <laughs> buy That's what buy an old camera, right? bro. And I just <laughs> <laughs> fuck that. R. Kelly is one person that could tell you don't record shit. Don't record on your fucking phone. The cloud is there. It's just. Mm. And people would be getting hacked. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. She, yeah, that happened, huh? Yes. <laughs> yes. Be careful, man. Um, But, yo, I know we're probably coming to an end, but, like, but uh, I'm making the best music in my life right now. Yeah. Um, Finally, like, finally uh, about to make some really big moves. You know, some shit's just actually happening for me. And I just released a brand new song called Uppers and Downers. I released one not too long ago called I Remember Way Too Much. Both are doing great. And I'm very fucking proud of my music right now. That's awesome. So I have a great future coming with um, with my music. I have some really great songs. I have an album dropping in January. I'm going on tour in March. Hell yeah. Bro, I'm proud of you. When I was saying like that there's people out there who are going to be really disappointed if you fuck up, that yeah. was de definitely one of them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like I know, invested and that, in this now. And that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a big responsibility. So like if, if, if you know, I'm praying to God that that doesn't happen. If it does, you'll hear about it. Next time you're eyeing down a fucking Colombian <laughs> anaconda that you're thinking about hoovering up, just Bro, keep, up, keep someone so like me in mind. Like, fuck, damn, every... there's a lot of people who are going to be really bummed if I do this. Yes. No, yeah. 100%. It's a, it's, it's a responsibility that I'm actually glad to take. But like, bro, it is so hard watching like anything. It's so funny how every tv show be, okay by the way it's not nerdy either if y'all just want to fucking just become a movie fanatic tv show fanatic do that shit it's okay i've watched like every movie out right now i've watched every tv show out right now i can tell you about anything but like every tv show bro they're all doing cocaine right now mm, and drinking Oh, every yeah. TV they, show I, ever I is just like, it. let me light my cigarette oh my and pour you a drink bro, as we begin bro, this conversation. I, California Cajun is one of my favorite shows ever. And like, I honestly feel like that that shit got so deep under my skin. I was mm. like, I want to be a writer who's getting fucked up, fucking bad bitches all the time. That's mm. all I want. And lo and behold. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, it gets you halfway. Yeah. Yeah. You get yeah, halfway. A little, little <laughs> that's crazy bro hey i really appreciate you having this conversation with me man man thank you for having me honestly this is our second one everybody doesn't happen much on no jumper deuce, revisit deuce. he brought me so i appreciate it i love you man bro seriously it means a lot i hope th i think that there's probably a lot of people that are gonna get a lot out of this i will i will promise you i'll be reading every single comment because i don't got much else to do right now <laughs> <laughs> i want to read all the comments because i'm obsessed I'll with this reading. fucking youtube channel and yeah, i still it, do that see, shit see those numbers mean something to you so hey comment three times from my son right? I, I read three comments times. way more than i should be reading comments after doing this i don't believe i don't believe that i believe it's so true i believe you can learn way more from a critique than a compliment anyway mm. so like i'm not even kidding when i say like i actually like take tips and advice from the comments saying bad oh, yeah. shit about me i will be like hmm the most hate is probably where you can learn the most I, bro honestly i'd be reading every comment always i fuck with it i'm like yo you know what i'm really lucky too because i don't get that much hate but like but like there was definitely i mean dude there's a time i'm like there's a time where literally last year it was like just an onslaught of hate mm. every every day from her fans 
Yeah, just like just like normal America that mm. sees fucking Snapchat and fucking Daily Mail and shit that are like crackhead, fucking mad that I'm like, bro, I'm a cokehead. No, I'm yeah. <laughs> this is Hollywood. This is what we do. <laughs> I ain't no crackhead, all right? <laughs> no, but but yeah, I'm are blessed. You, did you are you and her on better terms now? You said you spoke to her, I believe, in the the video, or is, or were you not talking about her? No, that wasn't about oh, her. Okay, that okay. was this other little beautiful thing who's actually since then started to hate me again. Weird cycle. I don't know. Oh, oh, oh. Um, no, we haven't actually spoke to each other. It was honestly like a, it was kind of like a no-no. Like I said, yeah. there's like all just like background shit going on. But she just did, she did just reach out to me the other day. She just sent me a picture of one of my songs. And I was like. Well, that's nice. I was like, that was nice, actually. I'm going to hit her with a little thumbs up. <laughs> little, like like the DM. Uh, that, but, but, but it was a thumbs up only on the tags just the just thumbs sending up sending a girl a thumbs up is kind of rough man yeah it was kind of, i was kind of thinking like i'm not gonna give you too much but where i am right now i must forgive and forget sending and really on. confusing emojis is the move though for sure yo i'll, I'll fuck around i just sent movies to everyone movie movie, movie hit movie. her with a unicorn real quick <laughs> what the fuck are you gonna no, think they'll that know means? exactly what that means with you bro they're like unicorn you kinky fuck yeah they're gonna be like you're gay <laughs> <laughs> he's out I know that because I went to a fucking drag queen convention and there was like mad merch that, that was said like shit the, about unicorns. That was like the password. That's just like a gay thing, I guess. They just fuck with unicorns. Unicorns rock. Yeah. Unicorns rock. They're so they're so gay that it's almost unbelievable. I actually I actually uh are, unicorns are real, I think. Did you know that? Cool. That's how we're gonna end it. <laughs> Tight. <laughs> That's a great end. Unicorns Next are real. episode. My hey. son, new album coming soon. I My love you. Son. Thank you so much. Keep Mod Sun, No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Check us on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Like, comment, subscribe. NoJumper.com if you want to support. And we'll, we definitely got to hook you up with some of this No Jumper Kush, my friend. I know. Don't tell me that this is a pillowcase, huh? This just got cotton balls in it. Otherwise, no, no, no. I was no. going to run out with that. I got real Kush in there. That do? Okay, yeah. yeah I get the you. Kush. All Ask right. your local dispensary to stock it. And if if you had a meaningful experience with this in any way, please drop a comment below. We'd appreciate it. We will be actually watching. So It's do not that. just an engagement thing. It's a community thing. And it's engagement. We need that. We need engagement also. (laughs) Come on, get these likes up, man. I want to have the biggest view, no jumper in history. Yeah, or best like percentage. (laughs) The the strongest experience. Oh, that's hot. That's what we're going for. Yo, don't you fucking thumbs down. Great. I just asked for it. All right. I love you. We're done. Thank you, man. For real. My guy. Yeah.